What's up, guys? How we doing? Hey. Doing real good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, we have a, a topical topic today, especially for the guy in the uh, northeastern corner of this chat right now. <laughs> Mr. So, Reboot himself, right? In Florida, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about, um, you know, it is topical and we have, uh, and, and, and this time of year is uh, the, the time that, that you definitely should have things in place uh, when it comes to disaster recovery, disaster planning, preparedness, checklists, all that stuff. Um, before we go any further, I am Brian Bracci. I am with BNL. Oops, I did that backwards. BNL PC Solutions, out of Long Island, New York. I'm joined by Brandon Bowers with uh, Eisner Amper Managed Technology Services, out of sunny South Florida. Not sunny today. Sunny today, yeah. <laughs> and I am Groot with Windstar in Culpeper, Virginia. Very well. All right, so we've we we may have touched on this subject at some point in the past, but I think it's important and. Uh, more so, like, like I said, this time of year to kind of talk about the things that you should be doing uh, to get away from the the reactiveness of disasters, because that's that's what the majority of people do in their personal lives. But on the business side, there's definitely some things that you can do to to prepare you how to act, what to do, who does what uh, in the event of a, a disaster. And this hurricane down in Florida, um, I mean, it's I, th I think the one Plus, to to something like this is that we all just kind of came out of COVID, and we had that that whether you're still in a hybrid work environment now, we had most people working remotely, so it's along the same concept as that. But um, you know, even when we did that, we I, I don't think the the nation was prepared for COVID, and I think we learned a lot from that. And there should be some takeaways that we can use and put that into what we're going to talk about today. Okay, I um, agree. So I, I, you know, let's just, you know, if you want to spitball it, I mean, you know, when you're talking about disaster planning, I mean, aside from the, the, get your food, your water, your gas, your, your, you know, um, safe shelter, or you know, the, the safety aspect of it, on, on, you know, is comes first. Um, on the business side, you know, I think some of the things that we should talk about are, or what should the business have in place today before something happens. What's one of the things I, that you guys think? I, I think number one is having a sit down and putting together, even if it's the most basic thing, you know, you have a one page Word document, but call that your disaster recovery plan and start getting together. Like, what are we going to do in the event of an incident, in the event of a disaster? What are the things we need to know? Who do we need to communicate with? with? Uh, you know, that that list will grow yeah. well mm -hmm. beyond one page once you put together a full plan. But, you know, having something in place so that when you're in the instance of having an incident, whether that's a hurricane like, you know, we're having here in Florida, or you've got a data breach or ransomware, or whatever else it is, it's a stressful situation for people to be in. And when you're in a stressful situation, you make bad decisions, most typically, right? Um, so whatever you can do to plan that out beforehand. So like, you don't need to make this, like your decision tree is in the document. It's your checklist, go through your checklist and just make sure that it gets done and you know who to contact in there. That that's usually what my number one recommendation is. Then what's in there. There's a lot of different things that, you know, we may talk about some of those right now, but I think just starting with something basic there and saying, Hey, this is our version one 
disaster recovery plan and what we're going to work off of. That's. And I think that's there's yeah, we, two pieces to that. Like one, one piece is similar to COVID. The the office is up and running. Nobody's going there though. So let's let's all look at that remote workforce side of it. The second part of it is, especially during a a tornado, hurricane, flooding, the building goes down, loses power for a week. That's that's your real, you know, and and that's something that should be tested at least once a year. But but. This is, I mean, I think Brandon, you know, in, in Florida now, I mean, there's the high likelihood that some of these businesses are going to be without power. What's the plan there? You know, what do you, what do you do? How do you work? I mean, even not only your office, what about your home? What's the steps to recovery from that or, or steps to, to mitigate any, any obstacles that you're going to have? I mean, is that, is that written down? That's well, well that's part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. So specifically when we're talking about a hurricane, there's some steps beforehand you want to make, right? general preparation. So again, it's, it's timely. I'll just, I'm going to use the hurricane example right now. Sure. So some things there, Hey, maybe everybody should take their laptops home. Or if you've got monitors or equipment next to where you're physically located in Florida, where the hurricane is, you know, you want to take those away from the window or bag them up or get things off the floor because, you know, after the instance of it happening, what's going to happen? Usually, you know, windows get busted in, there's leaks in the ceilings. So anything you can do in preparation to either prevent the problem from happening or at least preventing, you know, further issues afterwards, everybody's going to be without power, you know, at, at some instance, if you're, at least if you're here in South Florida, like we're all going to get impacted by one of those big hurricanes at some point. And that should be one of the items you should focus on, but also even some of the more simpler things like, again, a window getting blown out and how are we going to handle a situation like that? How do we yeah, our clients, we have um, flood detection in their server rooms. Uh, we have devices in there that will detect, you know, mortally. In the instance of something like this, there's nothing you, you, you can do, right? If, if, if you're, you're flooded from a, from a hurricane, if a window breaks, water gets in and it starts you know, gets in, into that 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 server room, IT room, whatever, and you, that equipment's gone. You could say, you know, so so th- that's the extreme. But the reality is, um, you know, we use flood detection for, you know, oh, the kitchen room's backed up to the kitchen sink, and there's a leak there. Let's go go there and shut the equipment down. Whatever we have to do. Uh, in this case, you get if you get that alert during a flood, um, uh, you have to have a completely uh, do a one eighty on how the business is going to operate. Are you prepared to? Do cloud virtualization? Like, is is that stuff in place to keep so the business going? This all should be starting uh, very much like a cybersecurity world. It, it starts with an assessment, right? I have to assess what my business is going to need to be able to conduct business in the event of a disaster. That being said, what are the systems that are required for us to do that business? Once we know those things, we can then build a checklist of things that we need to do around those systems so that if they disappear, we can you know, have a, a, a thing of what we're supposed to do. Where's the break glass document that has all the contact information? Who's responsible for what piece of information? Who does what? What executive's in charge of this? If the building burns down to the ground, what does that mean versus, okay, are we virtualizing in the cloud? It's no different than any other thing we're sitting here preaching every week. Mm-hmm. This goes back to having that DR plan in place, and it's something you need to do before <laughs> the disaster strikes. Yeah. Right. And, you know, s- simple things that should be in there, 
you made a good point because I've seen this happen where no one has employee contact numbers. Correct, because it's all in Exchange server or something, right? Like, you know, except you're, you're good. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So simple things like that. You need a call tree in that plan. Uh, you know, can't get into the office. Okay, what's going to be the plan to work? How are our backups functioning? Did we do an offsite before, you know, the hurricane hits? Do we need to shut down right. any equipment? Like That should all be part of that plan. Right. In the assessment, we're looking at, you know, like, okay, obviously we're talking about backups for all, a lot of these things, but what's the recovery time objective versus point? And then what's the maximum tolerable outage? Like, like if we're talking about physical disaster, then we could be weeks before we're back in the building, months, right? So what are we doing about that? And I, I don't think that that's far from reality um, <clears throat> during, during a disaster. It's, it's no. Um, and that's with, with some of the solutions out there, uh, we're able to um, include it with our, with our um, business continuity solution, provide 30 days of uptime in the cloud. And then, and then if we go beyond that, we, it's, it's, it's uh, billable at that point, but we can include 30 days of uptime in the cloud where your business left off and just, just resume um, as close to normal business functions as you can. But, and I think, the, the important part of what you guys are trying to convey, uh, and I'm sorry to interject, Brian, but no, I just came good. out of a meeting and I was trying to emphasize this to these folks as well, is it's one thing to have that plan and you got to have that, right? But then you have to be testing it of and then you have to have systems that allow you to verify like, okay, I'm relying on backups. Well, then that means I need to know my backups are good, right? So do I have a system in place that's checking that and I'm sure my backups are going to work. I'm sure I can go to the cloud. You know, again, I know we get stuck on compliance and all that, but the reality is with compliance, you need to validate, you need to prove. And, and so that's for the regulatory requirement, but for the peace of mind requirement, right? If you're a business owner or an executive and you're in charge of this and you're preparing for that disaster, it's all the same stuff. I mean, you care about all those things, regardless of whether there's regulatory pressure for it or not. Agreed. I mean, we have clients we have to twice a year test their, we shut their, their building down. We, we kill power to the IT right. and go home. Go <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are yeah. on, you know, SEV1 buildings decommissioned, um, go ahead and work. And they get a checklist of stuff that they have to do. Log in this way. Were you able to see your, your most recent data? Send an email outside the company to so-and-so attaching a document from today. So it's a whole, and that gets done twice a year, signed off on. That's so we fantastic. know it, it's auditable, it's it's tested and verified. So we're, you know, for the most part, that they're in a good place. They're they're ready for, for see, something. Those like people are prepared, at least for their data. Mm -hmm. You know, and then they got to go through the rest, right? Making sure they know who to contact. And I'm sure you're doing all that, yep. but I'm just yep. saying That's like, part because of it. they're it walking ties through in that exercise. With the incident response plan, too, because there's a Absolutely. lot of step over in there. So yeah. Overlap, right? Yep. I mean, big time. You know, look, disaster recovery is, you know, I'm, we, we, when we talk cybersecurity, we, we're always thinking the hacker, the computer, right? But it's it's more than that. It's the, it's the incident response. It's the entire recovery. Because, you know, not only do we have to deal with the event if there's a breach, but sometime we're going to need to remediate that. Event. Then we're going to need to restore and then debrief. And all of the things we're sitting here talking about in terms of disaster recovery kind of come into play with that. 
And one thing I didn't think of that I read before is um, if you're still a uh, paper business, the majority of your work is conducted and you're filling out forms and you're doing stuff physical and that stuff is in the office and something happens like this and that that's gone. Should you have scanned? Should you have done things differently? Evaluate your, your, your routines. Yeah. Is that, if that's know. gone, you're, you know, you're <laughs> out of luck. Yeah. And that's oftentimes the backup systems, you know, like, like I know right. in our medical practices, right? Like if their systems go down, they try and, you know, if we have planned maintenance, they'll print ahead of time, the schedule right. the next day and all that. But, but there's, they still can fall back to paper if they need to, because the systems are down, but then you got to get all that information back into the system once it comes back up. You do. You do. Um, Worst case, you need to have insurance in place too. I mean, it, same goes for like a cyber event, but make sure hey, you're in Florida, get hurricane insurance, have flood insurance, right. things of that nature. Because <clears throat> I remember, uh, oh man, it's going back, maybe it's been six years since the last big hurricane down here, I, I think. Hmm. Um, we had one customer that had damaged the roof of their building. Um, Comcast internet was out in the area. One of the wireless towers was also out, so we couldn't even get LTE service in the right. area to, to bring them up. Luckily, um, they were on a cloud solution for everything, so they could work remotely, um, but there was still major business interruption, and insurance really you know, helped big with that. Um, when it came to any of the additional work that either we had to do and get them back mm. up and running, um, or even some of the providers that they needed to leverage to repair building, repair their office, uh, fix the flooring. Insurance, like that. Do they pay anything like, uh, you know, salary, you know, like you're paying people their salary, but they can't work, right? Will insurance cover any of that? You know, I'm, I'm not sure, but any of the services I know that we had to work overtime to do insurance mm -hmm. covered all of that for any of the customers that we worked with. I'm not cool. sure about, you know, lost usage time, right. From your employees, not being able to function. Right. That might be a little more long-term. Yeah. And something to consider too is, is if you're dealing with, um, whether you're working, you know, your, your, your business is, is, is national or even international. And I hate to say it, but it, they don't need to be, they don't want to be impacted by this. As sympathetic as they are to your situation, they're on the West Coast, they're, they're in, a, in another country. They, they just need their, their product or their, their whatever. So it, it, you got to think of how, it, and, and when you're planning out, how it's going to impact the company beyond your local, you know, uh, landscape. Like your clients, right. if they're outside of the area, you're the one exactly. being impacted, but they're not. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If, my, if something happens to my building, and my clients don't care. They they need they need support. They need services. They didn't you know. So so our plan. They don't is, they don't care as long as you answer the phone when the help desk call. Comes. Exactly that's exactly. And, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. that's got to go on your list too. Is your is your phones right? Yeah, are, you, exactly. are you in an old you know PBX or hybrid PBX system that that has no VoIP capability? And and uh, well then you're shit out of luck. I hate to say it because no. you know that's why we push in the these services that are semi-seamless to being in the office and being able to to pick up that phone, dial out from the office, transfer, you know, keep the business afloat uh, as, as best you can. And that should be tested yeah. as well, too. Sure. Um, yeah. What else do we have? Um, let's see. 
I'm just I'll look at my checklist here. Yeah, I think we we kind of touched on a lot of the you know a broad overview yeah, so of. I can read off like kind of what I got sure. on my list a little bit if that helps. Like, you know, we say like create an ITS at inventory list to identify all the functions, the data, the hardware, and systems in the business. Right then, identify what potential disasters or threats could happen to those systems. Then, for each one of those systems that's mission critical, how can we minimize or avoid any of that happening? Right, or minimize it at the very least. Um, we 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 want to go have plans for recovery specific to tornadoes, specific to hurricanes, or uh, you know nuclear attack or or whatever. Right? Have it's not always the same. Same with incident response. When we do tabletop exercises, we do ransomware. We do you know it's different sure. things yeah. cause different ways. Um, you know, then get your plan and your timeline for each of those functions and then prioritize so that when that's happening, you're doing it at, you know, get this first, this first, you know, so we're doing it in the right order, wasting as little time as possible. Make sure that that backup strategy is there and test it, validate it, right? Define your communications plan uh, with employees, clients, vendors, and the media. Mm -hmm. Create a break glass document that has all the instructions on what to do in case your key executive dies or something along those lines happens to the company, right? Like, like, look, if you're the key player in your company, Brian, and you pass away tomorrow, what is your company doing? That's a disaster. You know, right? to, like, to add sorry. to that for a second. Yeah. And please. What I mentioned before about the communication. So like this document, it needs to be available during the disaster. Well, that's exactly. So that's right. Make sure it's not on <laughs> that's why it's break glass. The office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Yeah. No, it's got to be hanging or in a, a sealed envelope, you know, under the desk or something. I don't know, but but yeah, it's got to be in a physical. safe in the you know yep. in somebody's house it's or got a, a regular or lock, you know, no electric yep. locks. Yep. It's got to be a tumbler or whatever. Um, right. You know, <clears throat> then obviously, if you have a you know recover a disaster team, you know, make sure everybody knows what their roles are. Get your communication to the media. Get that strategy worked out and make a policy on it. And then, then the last thing I got on my list is periodically meet and review. And yep. up uh, this is yeah, this isn't one and done. This is organic. Yeah, it's, and and to to Brandon's point on on what he said earlier, we had um, uh, we were doing a tabletop with a client, and it came up that that the um, internet uh, the the there was no um, internet service, and and on top of that, the cell towers were all destroyed locally to, to your residents and you had no, so your, your backup plan was, Oh, I'm going to do everything through LTE. We got everybody LTE uh, service books and they're, they're all able to work remote. Now LTE is gone. Um, so they actually ended up purchasing not, not for, for data, but for communication um, uh, um, GPS. I was uh, going to say like phone. satellite phone. Yeah. Satellite phone. So now they can use that to at least communicate. And I said, well, that's, you know, listen, it, it's one thing that they didn't think of. You know, um, and maybe because, you know, you're impacted by this, but now you can at least call outside of your area. And, and, and you know, listen, the, the end game here is, is to we have to look at the 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 impact and the severity. Correct. If we're talking nuclear, God forbid, I mean, then who gives a shit? Right. I mean, it's well, like and, and if we're talking about the hit is not that impactful. Right. Like, I mean, if, if it means that uh, I don't know. I don't, the flowers don't get packed tomorrow. That's not right. as imperative uh, as the people don't get water, 
Like, you know, yeah, like I mean, look at FedEx. FedEx we just had two days ago, three days ago. Here's here's our impact on what's what's what we right. see, what we're observing. That communication is key too. And 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 that should be on your list too. If if it's something that that like a storm that you can see, it still gets on this list. But listen, communicate with your suppliers, your vendors, your clients. Listen, here's Ask them what their plans are, right? Exactly. Know what the vendor's plans are. Know, you know, right. yeah. What's how can I communicate that to my clients? Ahead Which I didn't of think of that. That's something expect. That, These are the that things that could potentially happen, and here's how we handle them, you know. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I yep. think that's a great idea. Yep. I'm on and that. See, we just spitballed that one. I that's going to my list. list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding it right now. Yep. Um, and you'll learn. Like I said, it's 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 evolving. It's Definitely. it's gonna it's you're going to add to it. You're going to change things. You're going to change people and processes, but it needs to be done. I mean, you can see why and how many, how many, you can get real granular with this, this stuff and you, you need to at some level, but high level for your employees, break it down, make sure they have a copy of it with them. And, and um, you know, it's, it's never until they need it, that they need it. Right. I don't get overwhelmed in the beginning, though. Just get that's something. what I was just going to say. Brian, you're right. It is granular and it is big. But here's the deal. Start one. Yeah. Right. Do five things, whatever. It, it, it's not going to be right or perfect or done all the way or whatever. But get something. Mm-hmm. Don't make it overwhelming. Don't put that mountain in front of you. And then regularly review it with your team because they're going to see things that are important to them that you never even considered. Like, What's important to me and what's important to my team are two different worlds completely, right? Like they just don't care what's going on over here for me. They got phones to answer. You know, that's what's important to them. Yep. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, review it. Don't get intimidated. Don't let this be something that, oh, my God, it's yet another thing. These guys are always just talking about these. Who's got time for this? Well, right. look, you don't have time when a hurricane's knocking over your building. Well, that's the, that's the takeaway, I think. Like you said, start something. Don't don't be that reactive because it's, it, you're going to fail. Guarantee you're going to fail right. because you're going to look for shortcuts or try to do things that that either aren't in compliance with your business or or right. oh, you know what, we'll shut this off. We don't need that. Or give this guy access. You don't want to, you know, compromise your business practices because you don't have something in place. And what did I say earlier? Uh-huh. You're going to make bad decisions yep. when you're under the gun like that. Yep. Well, listen, you know, not to get off on a side tangent, but look, the reality is executives who are, you know, strong executives. Generally, my experience is I've been, you know, watching their behavior because I'm trying to be a good executive. Got a long ways to go. (laughs) But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that what they're really strong at is having the information given to them by the people who are in the trenches and making a quick decision, knowing they could trust that information, right? So what's the disaster recovery plan? This is the tool that your team needs to have to be able to then provide you with the up-to-minute information that's going to be necessary during this crisis for you to be able to make decisions in an effective and good way for both your clients, your team, and your business. Yep. And that's having the right people in the right places because that, you know, that's your, you're not, you're not, you have, you have confidence in, in, in everyone's role for, for um, right. in their job and in, in their, their place on your, your checklist here. And they um, know what the role is, right? Exactly. Well, they know that if you're not there, it doesn't matter. Right. right. Like, like that, that's, then you know, you got it. With yeah. Your disaster recovery is ready when you don't need to show up. <laughs> Agreed. All right. I know you want to wrap it up, so. 
I think we, so that's, that's pretty much, I think we, we touched on all the key elements here and uh, just want everyone to obviously uh, down in Florida, Brandon, be safe, you and your family and, and your, your clients and, and everyone else. I got family I'm friends. Having a hurricane there. party tonight, man. Come on. There you go. I think we're going to get your rain a couple of days from now, but they say the oh. wind will be gone. But it's coming in like 140 miles an hour. So oh, yeah. It's up there. It's pretty, it's, pretty yeah. big. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy stuff. All right, everybody. Be safe. Well, good luck. And, be uh, safe. Good luck. We'll, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, All guys. right, guys.